turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome, welcome. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more day by day, right? That's how we're kind of approaching Wall Street. I'm honestly thinking, what are we going to look like a year out? Because the short term to me is, it's a mess. It's, you've left your kids in the kitchen to make cookies with butter and sugar and flour and, well, a food fight broke out and it's a mess. Coronavirus wipes out all the jobs created in the last 11 years. Wow. 20 million people sent to the unemployment lines in the last month. Over 20 million. The first line people, hotel employees, waiters, waitresses, food service, restaurant, leisure, airlines, hotels, they're the first. But you're going to see bigger, not bigger, you're going to see more people continue to be laid off. Will the, most of the damage be done in the next month, two months? Probably. Uh, but we're going to see that unemployment rate skyrocket. And it'll be upsetting. I remember in 2008 when unemployment in the United States, 2006, 2008 area, we marched higher. And we looked at like the people who were hit hardest, uh, African-American millennials. And that doesn't feel good to say out loud. Like there's certain groups that like they were at 15% unemployment while the nation was at 10%. I don't like those dislocations per se. We have a market that's a little bit on the mixed side. NASDAQ's a little higher. S&P 500 a little higher. The Dow a little lower. Bad news is sort of good news. And what I mean by that in the short term, bad news is awful. A lot of people unemployed. That's the big economic data out today. That's the biggest economic data out today is a better way of saying that. Um, but it's also now known, and we're going to kind of use it. Remember a couple weeks ago, we're like, how many people in America are going to die? And then Trump came out and said somewhere between 100,000 and 220,000. And since then, the numbers have been revised lower and lower and lower. They're still shockingly high, and I, I still think a lot of people don't know. I'm not going to get political, other than to say we kind of got used to that bad news of big numbers of dead people. There's a comedian out there named Eddie Izzard who, I think back in the 90s, late 90s, he did a, a, a stand-up routine where he talked about people and murderers. How many people did Jeffrey Dahmer kill? And like, you kind of can barely wrap your head around it. You're like, wow, that's a lot of people. But then you get into the uh, dictators who have murdered hundreds of millions of people. And he goes, you almost want to say, good job. It was his attempt at humor. But like, that's such a big number. Um, brutal dictator. 
And again, that's where we go with numbers. Once we like, we're like, okay, how many American, 20 million Americans. Okay. We've seen that now. I do believe that's a lot how we deal with numbers. I want to remind you, everyone should have a goal of having enough money to get to retirement, to get through retirement. You want somewhere between 1 million and 4 million before you retire, because $1 million could pay you technically in theory, although I don't know with today's rates, $40,000 a year. And that's probably enough for one person to live off. They could find a way to do it. Maybe you have to move to Arkansas, but you could do it. Paul Pop, by the way, killed somewhere between 1.5 million and 2 million. And it's a rounding error off topic. You have to have money for retirement. You have to have goals. You have to have how much can I save every month? I'm still saving in my 401k. I know I don't want to sound elitist. I don't want to come across as like I know things are tough out there. But this is the best time to save money in a 401k when things are down. Now you're like, well, Rob, what if things break and we go to zero? Trust me. Scrape together enough money for a couple shotguns and water if we go to zero because that's what it would be looking like. So you want to have a goal of income in retirement. You want to have a number of like a million to four million. You want to have how much does it take every month for me to get there? Certainly, a lot of us got set back in the last month because the stock market went from all-time highs to a bear market to it might be back in a bull market. And that would be the shortest bear market ever. And I don't know if we can call it a bear market if it's that short. There's days um, in the late 90s where the markets would flash crash. And then next thing you know, we're back to normal. I hope we don't come straight back to normal after this, although it is a very odd recession. And CFP Chad Burton talked about that. I'm going to replay his segment coming up in about 30 minutes. Um, It's an odd recession because we kind of put ourselves into it. We could have gone through and spread the virus and seen what that looks like for us all to get sick and for us all to feel weak and for us all to call out from work, for us all... You know, we could have done that, but we didn't. We went in, we kind of shut down. It should not be terribly difficult to turn some of these businesses back on. But I'm still putting my head around the concepts of when do sports come back? On one level, I hate that sports are gone. On one level, I love that sports are gone. The level that I love that sports are gone is not tied towards coronavirus. I'm not a healthcare nut. I don't worry about how many people are alive or dead due to sports. That's not in my my head. For me, we're not, you know, every time I see an NFL game and I see a blue-collar guy there dressed up as a, a dog at a Cleveland Browns game or a Raiders fan dressed up as a crazy, maniacal Viking conqueror, I go, I wonder what that guy does for a living. And for us to stay away is another way of saying that a lot of people blow their retirement funds, their savings on sporting events. I kind of like that, that we're kind of not doing that right now. Will we come out of shutdown better with our finances? I think some will. Will we come out worse? I owe for sure. If you're looking for free money for a long period of time, You're going to give up an opportunity to go out and get a better job. You're going to give up an opportunity to go out and and do something healthy for yourself. You don't want to look for free money for too long. The Small Business Rescue Loan Program hits $349 billion limit. Government needs to free up more money, and they will. 
Um, one of my friends that, uh, believe it or not, the guy makes balloon animals for a living. And you're saying, is he a clown? No. Um, he contacted me not that long ago. Tuned in your show. Haven't heard you in four or five years, but with current market conditions, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, I kind of like your idea that the government's just going to print money and get the economy back on track. And I, I think a lot of people are very cynical of like, what's going to save us? What's going to save us? What's going to save us? And every year, I think we're going to have a, a just, not every year, but if you look back in history, we've had a lot of earth shaking issues. Some, some obviously hit the economy worse than others. The number of coronavirus deaths in the United States right now is shockingly high. Netflix stock hits an all-time high. A month ago, you could have got it way cheaper, 280 bucks. Now you're looking at the tune of 400 bucks. Um, stocks that are tied towards what we're consuming right now are doing very, very, very well. Don't chase them, but always have a shopping list. You had it. You probably missed it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. In the last segment, I talked a little bit about we have to still save money for retirement. There's, There's no question about that. Social Security is not a lot of money, and one of the things the governments will do is continue to push the age back longer and longer that you get your full credit for Social Security. Um, so I want you to save money for retirement, even in times like this, if you can. I get it. One of the things I've been pushing for years on you is have an emergency fund so you can get through this while still saving. On top of CFP Chad Burton, who I'm going to be talking to in next segment, he says things along the lines of, you know, make sure you have three years of drawdowns in retirement. So he does something a little bit different. He's managing wealth, whereas I'm trying to create it for people. And he does too. I just, I, I like to cut us into kind of black and white. Um, but there, there's, there's, don't you wish you had emergency funds if you just got laid off? You probably do. Okay. So I, I digress a little bit. Um, you want to have a goal of how much you need to save for retirement. I think that's super important. I think you want to live up to it if you can. I get that not everyone will be able to. Um, you still want to have the right type of insurance. And that's where we start. This is starting to get like, oh, can't we just talk about COVID and people dying? No. I've got term life insurance. And when you start adding up your liabilities, wife, one kid, two kids, dog, mortgage, second mortgage. When you start adding up your liabilities, I want to be able to have a heart attack today. Or let's say I get COVID and I die. My family will get $4 million to cover all my liabilities. Now, what's interesting is a couple years ago, that was a much smaller number. And a couple years from now, that should be a much bigger number. But it creates a situation where they don't necessarily have to work or they don't necessarily have to sell the family house or they don't necessarily have to. So I don't like whole life insurance. I don't like variable life insurance. I like term life insurance and only term life insurance. Unless you're talking about being worth $20 million and you're thinking like, hey, I want to give money to COVID research or Bill Gates or I want to give money. I want to be charitable. So term life insurance is super important. 
one of the things that I, I hate about this this COVID scenario, it's if you're not rethinking some of your positions, healthcare provided through a employer when people get unemployed. That's when it's a problem. When it's when people aren't unemployed, we're at full employment. We're like, it makes sense for the employer to do that. It's a job perk. It's a plus. Um, they're getting group rates, so it's way cheaper than going through an Obama plan where you're trying just to do, you know self-insure one person. But we're also seeing the flaws in that, aren't we? I think we are. Um, when you get in unemployed, because Cobra is awful. Cobra is crazy expensive healthcare. I've talked to people and they're like, yeah, my mom works a government job. And I'm like, that's awesome. She's got great health care. So there's some pluses and minus about working for government jobs, right? Whether you're a police officer or what, what call of duty you have. Maybe you're a map maker for the city of Santa Rosa. I don't know. But you're not going to make as much money as you could in the private sector, and I get it. But you're also getting good health care. And you're not as prone to being laid off in a downturn. Um, But, yeah, so you want some life insurance, no doubt. I want disability insurance. What happens if I get COVID and for some reason I'm on a ventilator and I I, kind of lose my ability to speak? Like, that's one of the side effects. So disability insurance is super important to me. I still have to do those things. I can't just live in the world of uh, COVID. I can't just live in, oh, the stock market this or the stock market that. You want to be able to write this stuff down just in case you die. People will know, you know what you have and where, where it is. So you want a goal of a million to four million. You want uh, an ability to fund that 166 bucks a month for uh, a year's $2,000 a year. For five years, it's $10,000 for 10 years, like you start seeing like five and you see the market goes up 25%. Like now is the time to be putting money into the markets. No, 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 no. Let me walk that back. Now could be the time to be putting money in the markets, but when it's at an all time high, it's much tougher to double over seven years. But when you get the pullback, for instance, let me, let me put it this way. I wish I put more money in the markets in 2006, 2008. I wish I put more money in the markets in 2000, 2002. And I can go on and on and on. You can go individual sectors when they get beat up. Um, last year at this time, a lot of healthcare stocks were getting decimated because, and I'm not making a political statement here, but Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were like, free healthcare, free healthcare, free healthcare. And the healthcare stocks didn't like that. They're like, but we're for profit. How do you give away free and still make a profit? That's not my judgment here. But you had an opportunity last year to get an incredibly cheap and it would have paid off. So sometimes it's sectors, sometimes it's stock markets, sometimes it's individual stocks. Um, I own shares of Apple, and it's probably one of the ones that most people I know, or let's use Netflix, because I don't own any direct shares of Netflix. I clearly own it through indexes, and I clearly own it through a couple of funds, but not a whole outright quote-unquote position. Netflix gave you an opportunity, or maybe Disney gave you the opportunity. Last year at this time, we're like, Disney's coming out, and oh boy, the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda's in it. And we're like, Baby Yoda. And everyone got super excited about Disney, and they took the stock from 90 bucks to 145 ish. Um, and at that time, Netflix went from about 390 all 
the way down to 330. And now it's gone from 330. Boom, boom, shakalaka, all the way up to 448 all time high. The market gives opportunities. The question is, is your when the door is closed, is the window open? Hey, has anyone watched any Quibi yet? Q-U-I-B-I? It's a new media service tied towards cell phones. And they've got a lot, they've had a big flashy launch, but eh, I haven't gotten into it yet. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Markets got hit with a shock today. 22 million jobs have been lost in the last four weeks, essentially wiping out all the jobs created since 2008. I'm not talking about a month since 2008. I'm talking about in 10 years. Crude oil price, a little bit of a retracement going on, um, moving a little bit higher right now. Um, saying maybe we went too low, kind of like the stock market, saying, you know, maybe that Friday the 13th we went too low. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Investing during the pandemic. Interesting times to say this. I've never done it before. I've gone through a couple of recessions for sure, more than a couple. Um, a lot going on there. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little bit about investing in a pandemic. America wants to know how are you, CFP Chad Burton? Doing very well. And you, you talked about going through recessions, man. We've gone through some stuff together. <laughs> Fair enough. You, that sounds like two college remember, buddies after a road trip. Well, I remember I was on my way to a meeting, and I'm on hold with you. And that's when, in the background, I could hear the Pentagon get hit with the, with the plane. You remember that, 9-11? Right. I, mean, well, I remember that. We've been through some crazy, crazy times together. A lot of people don't know this because that was so long ago, but I was live on air for five hours that day, and my studio was about a mile and a half from the Pentagon, so I was able to hear everything on that one, but not bragging, but that was a weird day, and I remember getting off the air and just sitting there and just looking for a plane in the sky because I was like, where are they? Where are they? Oh, I know. Anyway, let's talk COVID. Uh, what's going on with you right now? Um, you, you faring Okay. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So far, family's all healthy. Employees are all healthy. Everybody's working from home. And we already had the technology in place to, to be able to do that. So we are some of the lucky ones for sure. And I think that technology that was in place is is getting nothing but better at this point in time for all corporations. So I think uh, that'll be something we look back on positively. Um, how bad do you think this is versus 2008, uh, this being the current economic crisis? Uh, well, just wait. I mean, the economic numbers that have come out already in terms of retail sales are horrible. I mean, I think like 08, 09 was something like a 3.9% decline in consumer spending. And this was this last result was over eight. Um, so get ready for some really, really rough economic numbers. I mean, you know, when this all happened back on Friday the 13th on a letter to clients, I was basically telling them, you're going to see the two worst economic quarters in history within the next 12 months, and within the next 24 months, you'll likely see two of the best numbers in terms of gains because, you, you know, you get those comparables. 
when we see economic numbers a year from now, they're going to be, you know, look amazing because you're always comparing to the previous year's same quarter. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, this, is, this is rough. It's so specific in terms of what it's hitting, um, you know, in terms of retail sales and restaurants and food and travel and leisure. Um, it's, it's rough. The, the, the immediate economic numbers in this quarter and next are going to be really, really ugly, but they're also more temporary. Um, so, well, I think the market probably came back a little bit too far off the bottom because that was an amazing jump. You know, we rallied 5%. Dropped sure. 35% and rallied back up 25%. And the bond market did nearly the same thing at a smaller level. Um, the most volatile I've ever seen the stock or bond market in a short period of time in the 25 years that I've been doing this. Um, but it is different from 2008 and 2009, where the financial system almost collapsed. We've talked about that before. But bank balance sheets were upside down. The credit markets were not working. The entire world nearly went into a global depression because the financial systems almost collapsed. And that's not what's happening now. Everybody's just kind of stopped and reset, and it's going to change the way we shop, the way we travel. It's going to change a lot. But the, the bigger investment themes that I think are out there, Rob, in terms of you know technology, science, healthcare, it's almost strengthened those types of investments. And looking at some of the stocks, and I'm just you know the last couple of weeks I've just been analyzing everything I could in terms of what's cheap, what's sold off too far. And I think a next wave of this is going to be infrastructure spending. And there's a lot of industrial stocks, especially on the smaller cap side, that look really attractive for people that you know have a five-plus time horizon. Um, smaller companies with a ton of cash on their balance sheet that will definitely benefit from any kind of an infrastructure spending bill, which this country is going to absolutely need, um, in addition to things like more funding for small businesses to get through this crisis. But well, it will be a little bit different at the end of it all. Um, it's 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 not 2008, 2009. Even though the numbers will be worse, I'm not. You know, it's it's tough to say. Do you understand what I mean? It's like the economic numbers are going to be worse, but it's not as bad. It sounds funny to say, but that's just really how I believe. Yeah, I think uh, the stupendous amount of uh, spending lies ahead, and that's clearly a positive. Um, our Governments around the world have been through a recession once or twice before, and they know ideas and concepts. What we're worried about is deflation and depressions versus recessions, per se. Uh, lots going on. Um, real quick, I, I've got a couple questions that I personally have. I Someone emailed me recently and said, you know, the RMD situation. What's the RMD situation, required minimum distributions? I know you have some other questions you want me to get to, but that's one that I know a lot of people have right now. Yeah, so there's no, you do not have to take required minimum distributions out of your retirement accounts this year. So that affects, um, you know, the, then the rules kind of changed. So in the past, it was always once you hit 70 and a half, you had to pull money out of your IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. Then the rule changed this year to, it was it started to be 72. But no matter what the, what your rule you live on, it depends on if you were 70 and a half last year or not, you don't have to take it. And even if you have an inherited IRA, you do not have to take your required minimum distribution. And the issue is, is that a lot of people take those in a lump sum early in the year. And when you, if you did that, if you took that lump sum, when you take money out of your IRA, you actually have 60 days where you could put it back into an IRA and right. wipe out the taxation. So you know, that's one of the reasons why, we're, why I didn't do a ton of radio in the last couple of weeks is because once that came out, you know, we were going through every single client, making sure that we were redoing their income 
income strategy, if they didn't have to take that taxable income, we replaced it with somewhere else. And if they did take any withdrawals out of their IRAs in the last 60 days, we were rolling it back in to wipe out the taxation so that later on, we can focus on Roth conversions. That means their income tax bracket is going to be much lower, but we want to max out their existing bracket. And instead of taking an RMD, we might take that same amount and move it from the IRA to the Roth, pay the taxes on it, but it's going to sit in the Roth and grow tax-free for the rest of their life. And I can tell you one thing from certain from all this, taxes will be higher in the future. We just had trillions of dollars of stimulus. We now know that our health care system is, is pretty broken. So no matter what side of the fence you're on, it's, it's going to have to be fixed and changed and because this is not going to be the last pandemic we deal with. I mean, that's, you know, I think where everybody's certain about that. So taxes are going to be higher. I think younger people should be focusing on the Roth 401k instead of the pre-tax 401k. Um, and, uh, you know, just think about where taxes are going to be in the future. The small business rescue loan program has run out of money. It hit its $349 billion limit. What do you think comes next for that? Well, they're, they're already trying to, you know, negotiate in Congress to get that done. Um, I think, especially, you know, having an office in, in Vancouver, Washington, right by Portland, Oregon, where that area, you know, COVID hasn't really hit. There's there's very few cases in Oregon and southern Washington. And most people I know are like, May 4th, we're opening up. We're going back to work. Screw this is basically what they're saying. And I think they're gonna, you're going to start to see revolts everywhere in terms of getting the economy back and going. Um, because these things are too little too late for these businesses, right? Um, it, there's, there's too many uncertains and unknowns, and it's taking too long to get loan docs prepared. I think the, there's only really only two banks that really did a good job at it and are actually distributing money, maybe three. Um, so I think this is going to change into, okay, let's protect the people that really have, um, uh, that, you know, have preexisting conditions and older people and everybody else needs to get back to work because it's, this is going to end up causing more damage and death and destruction of, of wealth and income and loss of houses and suicide issues and everything else, more death than, than the COVID. Um, so I think... Yeah, it's it's little too late, a little too little too late. I think it's just a it's just an odd situation. It's so hard to have a right answer. Now you know I'm a big fan of electronic dance music EDM, and it's probably something I'm missing most at this point in time. Did you know that there's virtual? Do you, yeah, there, do you know there's virtual raves going on on Zoom now, and you have to pay fifty bucks to get into a stream? Or Erica Baidu just did one at ten thousand people at a dollar each. Wow. Just throwing it out there. There's new th- there's new things going on, Chad, that I think are going to help the world economies. Back to yeah, you. Yeah. Um, safe money right now in municipals. Is that what you would be doing, or where would you be putting safe money? No, no. So I, I you know, people. I've actually received several emails, Rob, of people that have been listening to us for years. You know, we've been doing radio since 1999 together, and I've always been always an advocate of in retirement, three years worth of portfolio draw should always be in cash because you never know when you're going to go into a situation like this. Um, and safe money is FDIC insured or credit union insured or treasury insured. Like it has to be, you know, T-bills or FDIC insured bank accounts or CDs. Um, credit union CDs are fine, too, because they have the, the CUNA coverage. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people holding, holding cash in municipal money market funds. And I, I just don't want to see something like happened in 08 time frame when, that, when Schwab fund had a, you know, broke the buck and people actually had a real tough time getting some of their money back out of certain types of money markets. 
and states are really hurting right now because nobody's out shopping, paying income taxes, taxes and, yeah. and uh, taxes like that. So watch out for this muni. If, if your safe money is in a muni money market fund, I would move it to an FDIC insured fund right away because I don't know what's going to happen there. Would you go, and we only have about 30 seconds, would you go with more than one FDIC fund for safety? Well, a lot of people want to spread their money over multiple banks. Uh, a lot of times you don't need to. Like we have a, a company we use, Flourish, for FDIC insured accounts for clients that insures up to $2 million of FDIC insurance coverage. But if you have a trust or a joint account, it's two fifty dollars per, per person. And in a living trust, if you have you and Got your it. spouse and two kids, that's a million dollars of FDIC insurance coverage in one account. So you don't need to spread it out as much as you People could find you at newfocusfinancial.com. You are open for business. You do look at portfolios. You do help people with retirement. Newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I was just talking to CFP Chad Burton. I had to cut him off a little bit because it's a very hard clock. Um, I had a lot of questions that I wanted to get to him, and I'll get to them in the future. But... Where should safe money be? Um, are banks safe right now? Are they viable? Are you still in business taking clients? He is. You know, that's some company I'm certainly tied to. Costs have come down big for corporations. Travel budget, like there's there's pluses and minuses in almost everything we're doing right now. One of the craziest things I'm seeing is some of the new ways of trying to do business. Uh, funeral homes are setting up Zoom teleconferences. That's kind of odd. And yet people are paying real money to go into virtual Zoom nightclubs. Again, doesn't surprise me. People are lonely. People want to dance. People want to dance in their home. People want to put on costumes. I get it. Um, how about virtual whiskey tasting? <laughs> it sounds kind of right up my alley these days, but a lot going on. Interesting, in the world of corporate news, Facebook is going to start warning people who like or react to fake coronavirus news. Doesn't that seem weird? Okay, so let's say you like, there's a COVID story that, you know, um, people with red hair seem to get it faster than anyone else. And you go, well, thank goodness I don't have red hair. And you put a big thumbs up on it. Well, Mark Zuckerberg's going to come back to you and say, you know, hey, just so you know, we figured out that that's fake news. Why is it there in the first place is my question. And if you could figure out that it's fake news, why is it still there? Why are you waiting for me to like it? It just seems complicated and convoluted as a solution. Facebook has said they've removed hundreds of thousands of pieces of COVID-19 misinformation that could lead to physical harm of people. Isn't, isn't Facebook supposed to be, I don't want to look at your, show me pictures of your really ugly children, but I'm not going to really like them and I'm going to make fun of them. One of my friends trying to remember back to good days, uh, had an apartment in San Francisco. <laughs> he and his girlfriend did the funniest thing. They would put pictures of ugly babies on their refrigerator. They would look for really, really, really ugly babies. And they'd put them on their refrigerator. And friends would come over like, oh, who's this? And you get my cousin. And people go, yeah, your cousin's kind of cute. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. Small business rescue loan program hits $349 billion limit. What's going to happen is the federal government's going to probably print more money. 
was talking to my producer to the break, and I said, my prediction for the future is we'll spend more money. Um, the next administration is probably going to come up with some initiatives to help people with red hair beat COVID. They're going to come up with initiatives of don't pay back your college debt for a year. They're going to come up with don't pay your rent for a year. They're, the next administration, the ripple effects of this economy, the economic fallout, are going to be expensive. But has it led to hyperinflation? The answer so far is no. Chad kind of hinted at, I know for certain taxes will be higher in the future. I don't. That's one area where I'm not going to say we disagree, but I'm going to pass on that one. In large part, it's tough to get tax increases through. The last time I really, really remember it, well, it's tough to get meaningful tax hikes through where you're going to be able to tackle a trillion-dollar spending package or a two-trillion-dollar spending package. So my assumption is that our country dies with a lot of debt. Earlier in the show, I talked about dating a graphic designer 25 years ago who used to do work for the World Wildlife Fund. Um, Her dad taught me something. Literally, she was like the high school, the college girlfriend who was like, right after, and he was worried I was going to marry his daughter kind of thing, and pulled me aside. He said, just wanted to let you know, you're always going to have debt. I'm like, that's an interesting thing to say. Like, you could have said, take care of my daughter. You could have said, like, you know, um, don't get married too fast. He said, you're always going to have debt. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you're always going to have mortgage debt. You're always going to have debt. It's just, it's a fact of life. He said, it's something I've learned. I'm passing it on to you. I don't think he's all that wrong. The U.S. economy has raised nearly all the job gains that we've created in the 11 years since the financial crisis. Airbnb hosts feel the crunch of the government bans to stop coronavirus tourism. I don't have an opinion on that. I kind of feel bad that some people have bought homes and their idea was to turn them into rentals. And then, well, that fell through. It doesn't seem exactly fair, but... Tourism is grinding to a halt regardless. Big winner today, NVIDIA. Again, I I enjoy talking to my younger producer because he's kind of getting into it, and he's more of a a video gamer than I am. But he was like, hey, AMD's doing well. AMD and NVIDIA. What are they? They're stocks that would benefit from you and me staying at home. On the downside is they're companies that make semiconductors for video games, for video game consoles, for autonomous cars, they're servers. They're a little bit bigger than just video game companies. But there's a pretty good chance while we're at home, we're spending more money on video games and the experience of video games. I saw the Super Nintendo uh, NES, is it called? Um, sold out. S-N-E-N-S console. It sold out through the summer. Can't get more of them. I got one I could sell you for a million dollars. I know you're saying, jerk. You know I am. Airlines as a group are getting hit today. Uh, Alaska Air down 7%. American Airlines down 7%. United Airlines down 9%. The markets aren't getting that beaten up. So, again, we're being very selective about companies that we want to punish at this point in time. Um, I don't have any interest in owning a legacy airline. I just don't. Um, If I were to own any at this juncture, it would be someone like Southwest who has a history of making money, even in down economies. But I'm going to find something else, to be quite honest with you. Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency is being revamped. That was something that was supposed to happen last year that didn't. Be careful about press releases, right? 
Boeing down 4.6% down to 139. As long as it stays above that 100 level, um, I think a lot of people would consider, hey, that's kind of a market bottom kind of number. And I am seeing more hedge fund type managers say, we've put in our bottom. I'm not saying that. They are. I'm throwing it out there for you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.